Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Looking for the Middle. We are a third of the way through the season already. No. A fourth? Are we serious? Hold on. How many episodes do we have this season? I was just This is our short season. 16. So we're a third of the way done. We're a third of the way done. Holy crap. I feel like we just started. I do too. I don't have a question of the day, but you have reminders before I have to come up with one. So (laughs) that is true. Okay. So let's jump into the reminders and I'm going to see if I can say it really fast before Kristen finds a question for the day. Okay. First reminder, we are doing a newsletter this season. Every Thursday it will come out. We've got recaps of that week's episodes, teasers for the next week. You can kind of get a sneak peek of some audio there. Um, Blog posts, books, things that are helping us, things we're interested in and think you will like too on this singleness dating relationships journey that we're all on. So if you haven't already subscribed to that, head over to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. There's a newsletter tab up at the top. Give us your email and we will send those to you. Um... The other thing, if you are not following us on social media, be sure to do that too. Uh, Instagram is LFTM underscore podcast. We're on there most every day. So you can come hang out with us there between episodes. We ask questions. We do different stuff. And actually, as you'll see from this episode, you never know what your responses might do in forming an entire episode because that's where we got this one is straight from you guys. Anyway, so go hang out with, with us there. We're also going to be doing a giveaway in the month of October, and the only way to enter is to follow us on Instagram. So head over there, follow us, and you can get all of the details for that too. Okay, I got through my spiel. Do you have a question? I do have oh, a question. Oh man, I was hoping I'd beat you. <laughs> nope. This was actually, again, on our list that we asked for on Instagram. Okay. So I think I already know the answer to this okay. for you, but Ask for anyway. our fellow listeners... Would you rather oh, man. live without music or live without movies? Music. Like, don't even have to think about I it. I didn't think you yeah. would. And the movies don't even have to have music in them. Like, that would be fine, oh. too. I don't notice the music in movies. I had a friend years ago. And, I mean, we loved movies. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, I just love such and such part where the music did it. I'm like, was there, there, was was there music? There was a song and I mean, you would notice if it wasn't there, I realized. Like, it's just part of the experience, but I don't notice it at all. Really? I don't, I don't even listen to music that much. Most of the time in the car, it's podcasts, audiobooks, something like that. So I can take it or leave it. Yeah. What's I yours? That was that was going to be your <laughs> yeah. answer, but I'm like, oh, we'll ask it anyways. I would rather live without movies. I figured that would probably be I, yours. Gosh, I do everything, I feel like, with music. Like, yeah. I play music while I'm working from home unless I'm like really honed in on a writing thing Mm -hmm. I'll play music if I'm cleaning if I'm in the car if I am working out if I am I mean going to sleep and can't go to sleep I'll play music so I just I get it from my dad yeah my mom gets so irritated she's like he can't do anything without putting his earbuds (laughs) in like he can't I need to go ask him to just you know get the mail and he's like hold on let me get my phone (laughs) um so I come by I'm it on it. Oh yeah, because y'all's driveway, their driveway is like. Eight well, steps. the mail's at the front of the. Oh, it's one of those. It's not it's a not mailbox. A, yeah, the drive- it's not okay. a mailbox. I should have clarified. It's not like, <laughs> it's like ten yards in front of the house. Literally, like you'd have to walk further in the house to yeah. get his earbuds. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. then to the end of the driveway yeah. yeah he'll go like get the mail or whatever and he's like oh, oh that's I need my phone funny so yeah i get that from him but i love yeah music i'm always one of those people that wish that i could have a soundtrack to my life of like here's a moment where this song needs to be playing and oh i'm in a really cute outfit and i'm kind of strutting like cue the you know whatever montage music yes exactly i never even think about it that's so funny yeah doesn't even isn't it funny how different i'm like i can't fathom what you're saying like my brain can't compute it and i'm sure you're thinking the same thing about me yeah but it's just so funny it is so funny and real quick this is not one related to anything we're talking about today and two (laughs) on the notes but I was thinking about it I guess I talked to Melanie on the phone the other night and I was like Mel and I have a lot in common and I'm like I think you know a good bit of my friends like my close friends you and I have a lot in common Uh Lindsay and I have a lot in common but I'm like every single one of my best friends there are two or three things I'm like we are zero alike whatsoever but I'm like that doesn't stop me from being their friend and so why is it with dating, we're like, oh, we have to hit all these boxes. Such a good Because there are things like that, for instance, where like you would go to the movies all the time. I'm like, eh. now if I dated a guy that liked movies all the time, I would go with him. But yeah. I wouldn't be like, woohoo, let's go. Or if, you know, you with like with concerts, you're not a super big concert uh-huh. person. But if you're dating a guy and he wanted to go to I'd concert, go with you'd him. go. But it's for some reason, I started thinking, I'm like, I can sit there with, you know, these three or four people who I'm super close to and we can talk about so much and we won't even touch on any of the things we don't have in common because one, we're so close Two, we've established (laughs) that foundation and three, we do have other things in common, but it was just this kind of wake up moment of, Oh, Kristen, you don't have to have everything in common with a guy you're dating because that's not the way you are with your friends. So it's funny how like in a dating context, when you're getting to know someone, things that are like, they're not a big deal to you. It's not a part of your everyday life, but you like such and such movies music mm-hmm. whatever yeah if he doesn't suddenly it's this huge thing it's like i don't know how we would ever navigate a relationship without this in common and i'm like you don't it, you navigate plenty of other relationships without that in common and never miss a beat but suddenly yeah. it's this huge thing and i don't know why i, I know i totally get what you're it's saying so though. interesting <laughs> i was like oh, i need to talk about so yeah it doesn't fit but i was like oh That's while okay. we're on, <laughs> on the conversation here we go Oh, man. Okay. Today, though, we are not talking about commonalities that you have with the guy you're dating. We are talking about clarity. And the title of the episode, well, I don't know if it'll stay as, is it going to stay as clear as mud? Okay. The title of the episode is Clear as Mud. And we actually got the inspiration from this episode really over the past two years since we've been doing this podcast, but just different questions we've had from listeners, different conversations we've had in our, you know, emails and DMs and all this stuff. And we've asked y'all things like, why is dating so hard? And what are you looking for in a relationship? What do you want, you know, from somebody that you're dating? And there seems to be this one theme that just keeps coming up. And Bethany, why don't you tell everybody what it is? Okay. We've asked you guys over all this time, what are the most important things? What are you looking for? Everybody says clarity. And I'm talking male and female. When we say, what is something you're looking for out of a relationship? What's really important? Everyone wants clarity, clarity, clarity. I want it to be clear. I want to know. I want to know what's going on. But then also on the flip side, everyone always says that one of the things that makes dating hard is it's not clear. There's no clarity. I don't know what's going on. And so there's obviously a breakdown somewhere because everyone is saying they want this and no one is getting it. So why is there that breakdown? What is the gap? And I think we have narrowed it down just in listening to you guys talk and looking at it in our own lives, trying to figure out 
the breakdown here, the reason things aren't clear is that there is a breakdown in good communication. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, because everyone says, at least all the married people, <laughs> say the most important aspect of a healthy relationship is good communication. Huh? What the heck does that mean? Like, I need... It I'm, always stops there. Yeah, and I'm like, it's just and? this, like, token phrase that everybody says, oh, good communication is vital in a relationship. I'm like, that's wonderful. Can you give me, like, a 14-step breakdown of what that looks like practically yeah. in your personal relationship? Because people being unclear about clarity and communication is not helpful. No. So... We are here to, we were literally like, when we said, what the heck does that mean? I said that, Bethany, she's like, I don't know. She's like, but we're going to figure out what it is so we can tell our listeners. Exactly. Like, so here we are. And we are going to first define good communication so that there is some clarity around that. There is a definition. And then we'll help you see what that looks like, particularly in dating, so that you can get the clarity that you're looking for. Yes. Okay, so let's start. We're going to define good communication here. So the first thing that defines good communicating is honesty. Be honest. And I guarantee you everyone out there is listening going, okay, yeah, duh, tell me something I don't know. But stop for a minute and think about your day-to-day communication. Think about maybe you're dating someone currently, maybe you're not. But when you are, you know, something's obviously bothering you and he asks about it and you say, Oh, I'm fine. It's fine. Whatever. Is that really honest? No. Um, if something's bothering you, talk about it. Like if there's an issue, bring it up. But I will say this on the heels of being honest is be loving. Mm. Good communication has grace in it. Good communication allows for someone else not being perfect at communicating. Good communication doesn't, say oh well I was just being honest when really what that means is oh I was just being a jerk Mm. be loving so there's not some blanket oh just be honest and say whatever pops into your head however you want to whenever you want to but if something is bothering you talk about it lovingly kindly in the right context yes and another thing with honesty too is just because you're not lying doesn't mean you are being honest okay mm. by not saying something you could be being dishonest which is exactly what you were saying Very so true. if you're which i'm really bad at this and i'm trying to grow in this area but if you're just suppressing things if you're refusing to talk about things because you don't want to rock the boat that's a form of dishonesty because you're not being transparent and straightforward with what's going on especially if he can tell which Let's give the guys some yeah. credit here. They can pretty much always tell when something's wrong. And they they just take our word for it when we tell them we're fine, which may be a good thing, honestly, sometimes. <laughs> but when we're not. And so be transparent and don't just think, oh, well, I didn't lie. Or I'm not saying anything. So I'm not being dishonest. No, you're still being dishonest. You're just not being vocally yeah. dishonest. And... Like Bethany was saying too, if something's bothering you, talk about it. If you have questions, ask them. Particularly, and we're talking about this. We should have said this at the beginning, but this whole conversation is around if you are, you know, dating and in a relationship with somebody. This is going to apply more when you're actually in the thick of that relationship, not necessarily. Oh, I'm trying to get to know this guy and see if I want to date him. Yeah. So if you have questions about what's going on with y'all or where what direction you're headed in or what you know i don't know even the simple questions 
ask them. Mm -hmm. Don't hold back and think, oh, well, he's going to think I'm stupid if I ask this. Or he's, you know, going to get frustrated because maybe I've already asked him this before and I don't remember (laughs) what the, you know, whatever it is. Just ask the questions. And when he asks you questions, tell the truth. And like I said earlier, I got ahead of myself as I'm reading my notes here, but don't brush things under the rug because they'll come up later if they don't come up now. And the last thing you need is to be like a volcano that just keeps <laughs> bubbling and bubbling, bubbling. And you're trying so hard not to explode. And then one day he's going to ask you why you didn't call him back as quickly as you normally do. And you're just going to fly off the handle. And it's going to be this huge deal. When in reality, it was the three other things that you haven't been yeah. telling him that have now culminated into this huge thing. So, yeah. Well, this is something that I struggle with. Or like you said, I'm trying to grow in. I've, I've seen over the course of relationships, I, I kind of resort to that. I say, Oh, I'm just fine. But I say it truly telling myself I should be just fine. This shouldn't bother me. This shouldn't be a big deal. I'm the one that needs to get over it. Does that make sense? I put it back on me of like, Oh, I should overlook this. He's not perfect. I should, whatever. Like I just overlook, overlook, overlook. And I tell myself it's fine. I'm really overlooking this. I'm really moving on. I'm really whatever. But then it, comes up in the weirdest place i'm like well it's because of blah 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 blah. and why didn't you say something i'm like well i really didn't think it bothered me then (laughs) but i've learned that i think there's a big part of that that's me just avoiding that all Mm. those little confrontations along the way and then it ends up being this big thing which if you would just communicate about them leading up to that not everything you disagree on has to be an argument first of all Mm. oh say that again for the people (laughs) in the back that is good not everything you disagree about has to be an argument and the likelihood of it being an argument lessens the earlier you deal with it i think Mm, that's true that's something i'm personally learning myself that's good okay next characteristic of good communication so first we have being honest next being more clear than you think you need to be. Mm-hmm. This means don't leave an assumption gap, which is a term or concept that Bethany came up with that I think is brilliant. Yes. So go ahead. <laughs> yes. I think especially as girls, we expect guys to intuit more than we ever should. Like it's not not an indictment on them. It's an indictment on us. Like we expect them to just figure things out that there's no way anyone would know unless we told them guys don't think that way and they shouldn't um but the more space you leave for someone's assumptions in your communication the more room you leave for them to just fill in the gap with whatever they assume you must have meant the worse off you're going to be because i always say this to guys especially like the the less room you leave for us to assume things the better off you're going to be because we're going to overthink that little gap and most of the time not come up with the best of assumptions and so just in general the less room you leave for anyone to assume things about what you mean the better off you'll be absolutely and that I feel like sometimes we particularly as women we think oh well if I'm too straightforward and I'm too clear it's going to come across like I'm being rude no I don't think so you can still be kind but spell it out we talked about this in last week's episode where we were talking about it in the context of um, telling a guy that you're friends with that you like him mm-hmm. and to be more clear than you think you need to be. That is, I think, just a statement we need to apply to communication and relationships in general because for some reason, we as girls love to be vague and see if we can get the guy to pick up on what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, Or we say something and we know in our head the five things we thought making that 
statement. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know those five things. No. And so whatever we're talking about, we have a lot more context in our brain than he's going to have just hearing the one thing we said. Exactly. And I mean, we all know men and women communicate differently and he's not going to pick up, most likely not going to pick up on your vague hint dropping the way that you expect him to because he's wired differently. Yeah. He thinks differently. He has a different perspective than you do. So just be clear and you don't have to be demeaning and you don't have to be snarky about it. You just be straightforward and kind and just spell it out more than you think you need to. Yeah. And I mean, he should be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. When you have two people who are both making every effort to make sure they are communicating clearly and they're le- not leaving room for assumption and they're not leaving room for misunderstanding. It doesn't mean you have to talk things to death. It's just like you make sure, okay, we're on the same page here and you, you go forward. Both of you doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you'll be a lot better off. Absolutely. Okay. Next characteristic of good communication is being vulnerable, which I would like to say that Bethany was the one that listed this point and it's mm-hmm. a, I was very impressed and proud because <laughs> Bethany's been super clear about how that's something that she's been really growing in, particularly uh-huh. since we started the podcast. Yeah. But it's so important to be vulnerable. Hold on. I have a C.S. Lewis quote. I'm going to read. <laughs> this is not in the notes, but I just remember this. Um, but vulnerability just, I was listening to something about, um, vulnerability on Instagram earlier today and she was talking about there's a difference between vulnerability and transparency Mm. she's like transparency is you just being open with your life but you're not really putting yourself at risk you're not putting yourself at risk and you're not accepting any sort of feedback from anybody you're just airing out all your dirty laundry not really expecting anything to happen or come from it whereas vulnerability is there's a risk to it you're opening yourself up to I mean you think about in a when they talk about when you're in war and you're vulnerable, mm-hmm. you're at risk of being attacked or getting, you know, injured uh, or worse. And that's not obviously the extent of relational vulnerability, but there is that un- uneasy feeling you get when you are vulnerable, mm-hmm. but it's the only way that a relationship is going to continue. And this C.S. Lewis quote is from his book, The Four Loves, and he says, Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable to love is to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and i just thought that I was love that quote. so good because mm-hmm. he's exactly right like you can close yourself off and particularly with communication because that's where vulnerability happens you can keep your walls up but mm-hmm. you will not experience the love and the depth and the connection that you're looking for in a relationship for as long as you are 
choosing not to be vulnerable. Yeah. And that means being vulnerable and communicating too when things are really good and then when things aren't so good. Mm-hmm. You know, we love to talk about our feelings when we're feeling great and everything's wonderful. Let me tell you how much I like you. <laughs> yeah. And then when maybe he said something that hurt your feelings or when you're feeling tension or something where you don't want to say like, oh, this is really bothering me or yeah. hey, this really hurt me when you said this because you don't want to upset him. You don't want to cause any, you know, riffs. Is that not riffs? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm struggling with my sentence or my uh, sayings today. But you just, you want everything to stay, you know, cool and at peace and. And on the surface. Yeah. And you won't go deep as long as you're only communicating about all the great things. So don't be afraid to be vulnerable, even when things aren't going super well. One thing to keep in mind too, though, and we've talked about good communication up to this point. This is about good communicators, the person. Um, especially in this area of vulnerability is good communicators foster trust in the person they're communicating with, AKA the person you're dating and communicating well means that person trusts you with whatever that hard thing is. They feel comfortable coming to you. You have set the precedent of you can tell me every, everything you can tell me anything and I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to, you know, freak out. We can, have a discussion and it may be a heated discussion, but they trust you with that information. And it takes time for someone to be able to trust you with their vulnerability. But if you're not giving them a reason to, it's going to take a lot longer if it ever really gets there. So just keep that in mind as you're communicating with the guy you're dating. What are you doing? Because vulnerability is harder for guys a lot of times. So what are you doing to make that easier for him? Are you a welcome spot? for those things. Oh, I like that. Are you a welcome spot? I like that. And think about it from the flip side too. If the guy you're dating shares something with you that's personal, that's maybe that's maybe difficult to share, then it's your job to communicate with him in that moment that you're trustworthy and that you're going to support him even if you don't agree with him. But, and that you're going to be kind and that you're going to be gracious because there's a difference in relationships between judgment and accountability. And I think we, a lot of times as Christians, you know, we feel this need to be like, well, if someone's doing something wrong, that's accountability though. Cause I go to my friends and I know, okay, even if I've done something wrong or even if I'm in the wrong, if I'm thinking about something incorrectly, my closest friends I know won't judge me, but they will hold me accountable. But the people who are going to sit there and be judgy and tell me all the horribly wrong things I did and how dare I ever make a mistake, those are the people I don't talk to mm-hmm. about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be somebody who can offer accountability without being judgmental. And that's the line yes. that you can walk there. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a, the mark of a mature communicator is someone who can separate disagreeing with this thing you have done and being completely degrading to you as a person. Mm. And if you get on social media and watch most of the news today, you will see a lot of very immature communication because that is not what happens. Um, you see a lot of people disagreeing with each other's opinions, but and you wouldn't expect to in the world at large, but when do you ever see someone taking it back to the objective truth of scripture? And I think when you are, that is your starting point you can say hey person that I love and care about this thing you are doing is wrong because God says it's wrong but I still love you as a person 
And that also comes from scripture. We are called to love even our enemies. And obviously your boyfriend's not your enemy, but you, you get the analogy. So that's a, a mark of, I think, very mature communication is being able to disagree and maturely talk about that and not get to, you know, bashing someone's character. Yeah. And when you go about it that way, you're setting yourself up well for future conversations that are going to be mm-hmm. vulnerable. Because if, you know, the first time you have a really vulnerable conversation with your boyfriend, even if you don't necessarily agree, even if there was some, you know, tension at the beginning, if it goes well for the most part and you've both been, like Bethany was saying, mature and communicated well, then the next time one of you needs to be vulnerable, that's what you're going to remember. And you're going to be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, it was a hard conversation, but it was a safe place for me to go. And I know he still cares about me and I know he still loves me and he was gracious or vice versa. Whereas if one of you is, oh my gosh, you're such an idiot. What in the world were you thinking? You know, obviously that's dramatic. I mean, if you brought home double stuff Oreos, then that is an acceptable response instead of regular ones. (laughs) But outside of that, I really can't think of anything. So true. That's it. (laughs) You know that Bethany does not eat double stuff. She eats regular and it's like the cardinal sin if you bring home double stuff. But no, if you have a really bad experience with a vulnerable conversation, the odds of one of you being vulnerable again drops drastically. So you're setting a framework here and you're, these are building blocks. So just keep that in mind of if you really want this relationship to progress, then don't just think about, okay, how am I handling it in this moment? But how is this going to impact how we handle things going forward? Mm -hmm. Okay. So number four on our list of good characteristics of communication or characteristics of good communication (laughs) is being frequent slash constant with your communication. I'm not saying be obsessive, no, but consistency and frequency is key. Oh yeah. And I think even under this communicate about your communication, Mm -hmm. be like, Hey, we've kind of struggled with this lately or Hey, why, why does it seem like whenever we talk about this, we end up arguing? What is it? Not in the heated moment when you're separate from it, but communicate about like, okay, I can't, I don't process well when you're talking like this, or I, I don't follow this or I don't that like talk about it so that then the next time you're in that situation that could get a little more heated, a little more, um, tension, you have talked about how both of you respond best in that and you can both work towards bettering that. So communicate about how you communicate. Yeah, exactly. And I hate that I'm actually having to tell people this because (laughs) you would think this wouldn't, this would just be assumed, but be consistent in your communication. So don't just talk a bunch for like a week. And then all of a sudden for four days, you just drop off the face of the earth and you're giving one word answers. Like be, if you're, if you have a busy week, that's fine. We all have busy weeks, but communicate about that and say, Hey babe, I love talking to you and I love how much we've been getting to talk to each other recently. However, I have a massive project at work Monday through Wednesday. So I'm probably not gonna be able to talk as much. However, I do still want to talk at night if we can, or one or two nights. And then after that, we can kind of go back to the way things have been, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. Great. That's wonderful. But don't just not talk to somebody for three days and expect them to be totally fine and dandy with it because... If you can tell by the raising of my voice, they won't be. (laughs) No, that's actually like the perfect example of what we were talking about earlier about 
don't leave gaps for assumption. With the first side of that, the boyfriend or girlfriend, who whichever side, just disappears for four days. What are you naturally going to think when that happens? They're mad at me. Hopefully they're not dead. Um, I don't know what I did. They're they don't cheating like on me, me anymore. They're somebody else. When in reality, they had a project at work. So that's where you've gone in the first scenario. Same situation, second scenario, he just says, hey, I've got this really big project. I'm going to be busy for a few days. Or you do the same for him. Great. Now you've gotten to Thursday and you're all excited to catch up and hear how the project went and get all the details and talk about all the things. Whereas before, you've practically broken up with him already by Thursday. Yes. So you (laughs) see how this makes a difference. Exactly. And I would say remember, too, when it comes to just being frequent and constant or consistent, remember that you're still getting to know each other. And really, this should be your mentality for the rest of your lives. If you end up marrying this person, you're always going to want to be getting to know them better. So don't just move to like, oh, hey, how was your day? Conversations too quickly. Stay in that zone. Keep getting to know them frequently. Like consistent, frequent communication is always trying to go deeper and get to know the person better. Yeah, you're gathering information. And so just don't get complacent with your communication thing. Okay, well, you know, we talked a lot about deeper stuff at the beginning, but now we're dating. So yeah, how's your day? What are we doing this weekend? It's like you, we all want on some level, some people want to go deeper than others, but we all want some depth to our relationship. And so don't negate that just because you're comfortable. Absolutely. Okay, so let's move on. The next thing, and I think this one is not talked about as much as some of the others maybe, but I think it's really important is good communication adapts to the receiver of it. Now this isn't like in a manipulative, everyone demand that everyone talk to them exactly how they want to be talked to. But when you're in a Christ seeking Christian relationship, two believers who want to honor the Lord, you're going to have two people who want to be selfless. You want to put the other person's needs above their own. So when you have two people who are really focusing on communicating to their partner, the way they know their partner processes information, you are just going to set yourself up for all kinds of success. One, because that mentality of selflessness and humility is going to permeate your relationship. But two, When you're both trying to communicate the way the other person best communicates, there's going to be a lot less misunderstanding. There's going to be a lot less friction because of those simple misunderstandings. I mean, I, so many of the times when I've been in relationships and like you are frustrated and you're annoyed or whatever, it comes back and you're like, Oh, I I misunderstood what you meant by that thing. Mm -hmm. And just think of how much time you waste being annoyed with this person that you're supposed to love because you misunderstood what they meant because they didn't, you know, say it the way or you didn't pay attention close enough or whatever. This isn't in a dating context, but I've learned a lot about this particular point in my friendship with Bethany because she she just got nervous. No, this is a really (laughs) good thing. So I am very much a like compliment sandwich kind of a communicator of let me tell you really great things about you. And then if there's something I'm like, I don't know how she's going to take this. And I kind of like beat around the bush and then, or if I need to be really clear about something, I'm usually not because I'm just trying to make sure everybody's okay. Everybody still is happy with me. And I ramble about stuff that doesn't need to be rambled about. And when I started getting closer to Bethany, And this is something I so admire about her. And I'm not this way. And I really wish I was. But she's just so straightforward. And she's like, calls it like she sees it. (laughs) 
take it as it is, be straight up. And for a while, I was still communicating in my old ways. And so often she'd be like, Kristen, just spit it out. You can tell. And I'm like, <laughs> I'd be like, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah, just say yeah. whatever it and is. And so I would just say, she'd be like, okay, great. Or, oh yeah, sure. Or, oh, I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. And I'll be like, oh, that was it. Okay, great. And I'm so weird. I'm like, she's going to hate me. She's not going to be my friend anymore. And no, that's just how she received communication well. And it's helped me so much. One, because I just need to be that way with people in general more because I'm not. But it's so beneficial too to our friendship when I realize that now because mm-hmm. it's not this oh god you know I'm, I don't know blah, blah, blah. no it's just hey Bethany I was thinking this and because even I feel like when we started the podcast there was we're trying to figure out like how do we do this together uh-huh. and I don't want to feel like I'm you know saying too I'm much or I'm taking, yeah exactly <laughs> and so there was this and finally it was just like I really want to do an episode about this. You're like, great. That sounds awesome. Let's do it. I was like, oh, well, that was easy. Okay. (laughs) And there's growth in that. And the same thing is going to be true of your dating relationship. The more you're around this guy, you're going to be like, oh, he just wants me to be super straight up with him. Okay, great. And I can do that. Mm -hmm. But especially if your communication styles are different, it's going to take some adapting because Bethany's probably also learned with well, me of like <laughs> I need to be gentle with Kristen well, on the other side yeah it's funny talking about that because I like you're talking about like the compliment sandwich or whatever words of affirmation is so low to me because when I hear someone saying something really nice to me I don't I don't believe them mm. one because I'm sitting there going what do you want <laughs> what you're wasting <laughs> words or what what do you really want here I know you didn't come here to tell me I'm nice like yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that about you. But yeah, yeah, as yeah. a general rule, that is what I think. Yeah. And so that is how I communicate back to someone. So for Kristen, I have to think, okay, that is important to her. So I may try to make an effort. Okay, if I notice something or there's something, tell her, oh, hey, I really like this or I really like that. Because if it were me, I would never think twice about it. You know? Oh, and thanks. So, <laughs> yeah. So you See? kind of... That was easy. Yeah. Check that one off Check. for the week. Relational equity has been met. All right. But no, it's two-sided. Like, mm-hmm. I just was going to show, like, that's from your side, but then here's what I'm thinking on my side, um, too. And then if you translate that into a dating context, those differences are going to still be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I am with my friends is different than how I am with a boyfriend. Do I need Kristen to tell me I'm pretty and I look great? Whatever. No, I'm like, oh, thanks. And whatever. But do I want my boyfriend to tell me that? absolutely heck yeah so (laughs) it'll be different but you get the idea yes exactly okay two more almost there guys okay the next thing that i think marks a good communication or good communicator is someone who asks questions and there's we could do a whole episode probably on asking questions and communication but one that i use all the time and this is not in dating specifically even but i will be talking to someone and we're going to them i'll stop and i'll say okay what i just heard you say was and then i rephrase what i think they were telling me and i'll say is that what you meant because then if it's not they're like oh no that is not (laughs) i totally said that wrong then and can clarify or we've just had a conversation and if i'm not totally clear i'll say okay tell me more about this specific thing or i'm not totally sure what this is like what what is what does this mean and and one thing i say a lot too and i probably said this to kristen a bunch i'm like okay when you say blank what do you mean 
because I know what I mean, but I just want to make sure that we we have defined our terms the mm-hmm. same. Because how you define your terms when it comes to different things, especially in a relationship context, you're coming from very different backgrounds, possibly very different life experiences, very different genders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how you define terms may be very different. And so you want to make sure that when the two of you communicate with you, with each other, you know what those terms or those phrases or those things mean. Exactly. And the great thing about asking questions too is, especially if you're in some sort of like confrontational Mm -hmm. situation, you're not going to come across as accusatory if you're asking questions Mm because there's a sense of curiosity there. It's diffusing. It is. Yeah. It is. And unless you're, you know, asking the questions like, what were you thinking? Or... (laughs) Yeah, don't do those. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not the sarcastic questions. Well, one thing I do say a lot when I'm trying, I need to ask something. It's not even necessarily in a conflict situation. But I'm like, I don't know how else to ask this, but it's going to sound like, what What were you thinking when you did this kind of thing? And I'm, I really just want to know. Kristen will tell you, I say this all the time. I'll be like, okay, I, I don't mean this how I know it's going to sound. I really am just asking. And then I'll say, what were you thinking when you did X? Mm-hmm. With that little precursor, it's so it diffuses the whole yeah. situation that could be like, and maybe you don't argue about it right there, but you leave and you're like, well, I can't believe he asked this, or I can't believe she said that, when all you have to say is, okay, I don't mean this, I know it's going to sound bad, but here's what I Yeah, mean. here's what I'm trying to get across here. Yeah. Because that's conveying that you're trying to understand. You're not just listening to respond. Which is huge. It's so huge. Listening to understand rather than listening to respond is something we all need to be better about mm-hmm. if we want to have good communication in our relationships because if I'm instead of good night what is wrong with me and asking questions is going to set you up in this posture pretty easily because you're asking questions so you can understand if you're only asking questions so that you can set them up to say something you want to say then that's not the right motivation to be asking questions but your goal should be You'd be like, okay, yeah, so walk me through, like, what was that like? Or, you know, how have you been? I know we talked about this a few weeks ago. How has this been going mm-hmm. for you? Or you're showing genuine interest and curiosity. And, stuff. and let's be honest, we all like to talk about ourselves. So we love when people <laughs> ask us questions. Um, and so having that on both sides of a relationship is going to serve you both really well as you continue to grow and move forward. Absolutely. And then one last thing, and we'll just hit on this really quickly, is don't forget that communication also includes the nonverbal. So your body language, the way the facial expressions you make when you're asking some of those questions are going to reinforce either that, oh, she really didn't mean that the way it sounded or, okay, she just said that she really meant it the way it sounded. Mm -hmm. Like just those different things will make a big difference. Your tone, which I guess your tone is kind of verbal. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a between, it's an in-between. Yeah. Anyway, it's not what you're saying. It's how you're saying. Exactly. There you go. So both like those things are going to go a long way. Yeah. And also under nonverbal communication, I would say it's really important when it comes to being available and being Mm, present with the person you're with. So being available to them, if they need to talk to you, don't, you know, blow them off. Or, you know, if you're constantly busy, you're constantly doing other things, that's communicating whether you realize it or not, Mm -hmm. that you don't care as much as you maybe even do, but you're not prioritizing this. You're not wanting to hear them out. You're not wanting, Uh you know, whatever. 
So be available to them and be present when you are with them. Put your phone down. Like, look at them in the face. Don't have the TV on in the background if they're trying to have a serious conversation. There's something, and this is so cheesy and probably (laughs) stupid, but there's something so sweet about, like, me talking to somebody and then them, like, either... consciously be like i'm putting my phone on do not start or like let me turn the tv off okay yes. what were you saying i'm like wow you're really like valuing me in this mm-hmm. moment because you want to just hear me and have this conversation and you're not worried about all this other stuff so right. whether you're when you're doing that you're communicating something and when you're not doing those things you're communicating yeah. something else so just keep that in mind as well yeah okay i think that kind of wraps up communication clear as mud right <laughs> <laughs> okay so bethany since you're our resident closer here with all of what we just said, what is one like final thing that you would leave with our listeners about clarity and communication? I think the one thing I would leave people with, and this is something I have learned, well, not learned, it has been made very clear <laughs> to me over the past year or so, when it just in different dating scenarios. You can look at this list, you can hear all these things about being a good communicator, and every person on this earth well adults small children or not but every everyone that we're talking to on this earth is capable and able of doing these things not everyone is willing to do them Mm. and keep going (laughs) or they're willing to different degrees they're willing until it inconveniences them they're willing until it's uncomfortable for them or whatever and i have learned that being able and being willing to communicate well are two very different things. And, you know, everything just gets bundled up under this, oh, just be a good communicator. Communicate well. You got to have communication in a relationship. And you do. But you have to have two people who are willing to put in the effort to communicate well by doing all of these things for it to be successful. Two people who are able to just sit and talk at each other or talk to each other constantly doesn't mean they are communicating well. It's being willing to put in the effort, to put in the work, to communicate well to this specific person. That is the biggest thing I think that I would leave this with. That's good. That's good. The only thing I would even add to that, and you kind of alluded to this, is it takes two people. Yep. If you take this list and you apply every single one of these things to your communication in your relationship and the guy you're dating doesn't, it's still not going to work. I've been in that situation. I've been in places where I'm like, okay. And that's, what's made it clear. Like over the past, however long of like, okay, we have to both be willing to step out and be vulnerable. We have to both be willing to try to communicate how that person needs to be. And if only one of you is willing, you're both able, but if only one of you is willing it's not going to work. No, not at all. And if he's willing and he's doing it and you're not, yeah, then it's yeah. still not going to work either. either so way. I'm not saying it's always the guy. No. We are just talking to you ladies. We know <laughs> for the most part. So just keep in mind, this is like a lot of things in a relationship. It takes two people and mm-hmm. it's two-sided and there's give and take. But if you both can take these characteristics of good communication and apply them to how you communicate in your relationship we truly believe that the clarity that everybody is asking for and wanting will be achievable for the two of you yeah i mean and last last thing I yes. Think we can. yes but one thing to 
and I, I think we need to say this more because, you know, we talk about we're the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. So everyone just knows, well, you're seeking the Lord. But I think we need to spell it out more than maybe we do sometimes is that all of these things will work and will set you up for success. If the two of you are seeking the Lord, the two of you are be in his word, praying, seeking his wisdom, and you are both selflessly wanting to serve the other person out of obedience to the Lord by communicating well with them, because that's what God calls us to, then you're going to move forward. Well, mm-hmm. we, we, I think we come at this with that as a given and we all us included here need that reminder that it's not just do this. So you get a good relationship. It is do this because the Lord has commanded it and we are obeying him and the out the results from that are what they are, but our ultimate goal is to obey the Lord. That's so true. I'm so glad you added that. So, so that was the real last, last yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> and we will wrap it up there, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back on Friday with a new couch cast mm-hmm. episode. So be sure to tune in for that. And if you want a sneak peek of it, make sure you go subscribe to our newsletter because there will be one of those in the newsletter that goes out tomorrow morning. So you can go to our Instagram bio at LFTM underscore podcast and you can sign up for the newsletter there. So do that if you haven't already. And we will talk to you guys on Friday. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.